Praise the Lord and greetings in the name of Jesus. We are experiencing a true phenomenon that is something I've not experienced in my lifetime. The health and safety of our wonderful church family is extremely important to me, which is why we are adhering to the requests of local and national health agencies such as the CDC, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, and not having regular services at this time. It is recommended that our elderly and anyone with immune deficiencies or health challenges to quarantine themselves and avoid contact with others. However, we will continue to communicate through emails, text messages, etc., and of course through our church webpage, which is at apostolicrockchurch.org. It's all one word, apostolicrockchurch.org. And we will continue to not live in fear, as 2 Timothy 1 verse 7 says, that God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Romans 12, chapter, chapter 12, verse number 5 reads, So we being many are one body in Christ, and every one members one of another. And our, we have a, an amazing church family, and we are many members, but we are part of the same body of Christ. And even though we may not be meeting together physically, we are together spiritually in one body. Romans 8.35 says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness, peril or sword? As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And I believe that even though we may be separated tonight from one another physically, we are connected in the same body of Christ, and when we pray one for another and think about and meditate about the things of God and for one another, that will connect us, and that we stay connected. And I believe through this whole ordeal, this uh, the virus and COVID-19 virus, that I believe that we as the church will unite together through this and actually become even stronger than before. 1 Peter 1 and 7 reads that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold than perishes, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. The trial that we are facing as a church family, but as even more than that, a community, as a nation, as around this world, I believe this trial is just another opportunity for God to receive glory and honor. First Peter 1, it said that the trial of your faith, being more precious than gold, it's hard to sometimes fathom the idea that our trial and tribulation is precious. I, for one, don't find many tri trials and tribulations that, much, that enjoyable. But when I think of how God can receive glory and honor, it certainly makes whatever trial we go through that much more worthwhile uh, going through that endeavor. So I believe that this trial, this situation that's worldwide, if you will, 
Um, I believe that this is another opportunity for God to receive glory and honor. And quite frankly, I feel like it's another opportunity for many people to get their house in order. I believe we're living in the last days, and I feel very strongly that <clears throat> we are living in the last days and that young people, middle-aged and elderly, everyone alike needs to get their house in order. And so tonight, I'd like to take my text from the book of Acts, chapter number two, read a couple verses. We're going to go to Acts chapter two, verse one and two, and then verses 46 and 47. Acts 2 and 1, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. Verse 46, and they continuing daily with one accord in the temple, breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. Amen. I I pray that as we pray tonight, that every house, every family, every home experiences a move of God and that the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God would fall on every house, moving from house to house tonight upon our family. I want my family and I want our household here tonight to, amen, feel the anointing and the precious spirit of the Holy Ghost, the move of God in our house tonight. The home has always been, and I believe always will be, very important to the Lord. There has always been a connection between salvation and the home itself. In Hebrews 11, We read how, verse 7, By faith Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as of yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house. God wants to save households. I believe God wants to save myself, my wife, our kids, grandchild. I, I really feel that God loves to move in households and in families. In Exodus chapter 10, Verse 21, we find where Moses, the people of God, have been in bondage for 400 plus years. And and Moses is talking to Pharaoh and God is is performing the 10 miracles, the 10 plagues. And verse 21, and the Lord said unto Moses, stretch out thine hand toward heaven and there may be darkness over the land of Egypt, even darkness which may be felt. And Moses stretched forth his hand toward heaven. And there was a thick darkness in all the land of Egypt for three days. They saw not one another, neither rose any from his place for three days. Talk about a self-quarantine. They were all quarantined due to darkness. But the verse doesn't stop there. It says, but all the children of Israel had light in their dwellings. Now, the people of God tells us that Moses and the people of God were living, Israel was living in the land called Goshen there in Egypt. And so the people of God did not experience all of the plagues and the darkness and everything that that the Egyptians were experiencing because they had, amen, they had really God, God's blessing 
over their dwellings, over their homes. And I pray that God would bless each and every one of our homes of our of our church. Amen. It was at the first Passover, shortly after the plagues that um, the, the last plague, the, the plague of death, it was the last one that the blood was applied to the mantle and the doorposts of every house. And where the blood was applied to each house, amen, that the, uh, the those that were inside, at least the eldest son, was spared and there was life in the house. And I want there to be life, spiritual life in our house. And I know we're all the temple of God, those of us that have been baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. And I'm thankful for that. And we are the temple of God. We understand that. We understand that God doesn't dwell in temples now made with hands. And we are the temple of God. But I believe that there's still a connection with our home and that God wants to bless and provide and protect homes and houses. Amen. So the New Testament church, I find it interesting that the New Testament church, salvation was first poured out in a house. In Acts chapter 2, our text tonight, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord and in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind that was the Holy Ghost breathing on the church, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. Amen. I pray that Tonight, wherever you're sitting, in whatever house you are, I pray the Holy Ghost would fall on us tonight in Jesus' name. In Acts chapter 2, verse 46, And they, the disciples, the apostles, the family of Jesus Christ, Mary the mother of Jesus was there, continued daily with one accord in the temple, breaking bread from house to house, and did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people, and the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. Now, I'm thankful we can come to the house of God. I'm thankful for a church building that we can come to. Amen. But the early the church began in a house. They began praying together in houses. Uh, sometimes it was just one or two people, and revival came from that in a house. But many times it was a group of people meeting together in a house. And I'm thankful we can come together in a house and meet together. And But in times like this, we can still pray in our individual homes and houses, and I believe still have revival. Amen. I pray someone could, I believe someone could receive the Holy Ghost in someone's house tonight. Amen. Paul himself was saved in a house. He had, his name was Saul, and he was on his the road to Damascus when he encountered the Lord, but it was in the house that he was baptized in Acts 9, verse 10 by Ananias. It was in the house of Judas that uh, Paul was baptized and that he received the Holy Ghost. Amen. Acts chapter 10, verse number one, there was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius. He was a centurion of the band called the Italian band. He was a, a military man. He was a, a centurion. He was a devout man and one that feared God with all of his house, which gave much alms to the people and prayed to God always. In verse number 17 now, while Peter doubted in himself what his vision, which he had seen, should mean, behold, the men which were sent from Cornelius had made inquiry for Simon's house and stood before the gate and called and asked whether Simon, which was surnamed Peter, were, were lodged there. And while Peter thought on the vision, the spirit said unto him, behold, three men seek thee. Arise, therefore, and get thee down and go with them, doubting nothing, for I have sent them. 
And then Peter went down to the men which were sent unto him from Cornelius and said, Behold, I am he which you seek. What is the cause wherefore you are come? And they said, Cornelius the centurion, a just man, and one that feareth God, and of good report among all the nation of the Jews, was warned from God by a holy angel to send for you into his house and to hear words of thee. And then called he them in and lodged them. And on the morrow, Peter went away with them and certain brethren from Joppa accompanied him. So Peter took a little praise team and went to uh, uh, Cornelius's house. And and in verse number 30, Cornelius said, four days, he's telling Peter, four days ago, I was fasting until this hour. And at the ninth hour, I prayed in my house and behold, a man stood before me in bright clothing. So Cornelius was praying. Cornelius was fasting in his house and God sent an angel to Cornelius's house. That is awesome. I, I pray that, you know, that God would send a ministering spirit right now to every one of our families, every every home, that, and that God would bless us tonight and speak to us and, and provide whatever we have need of in our own homes. Verse 44, while Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all of them which heard the word. So Peter is called to Cornelius's house. They pray together after Peter uh, preaches who Jesus is and the plan of salvation and Cornelius and his entire household were baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. That is amazing. It's awesome. And it took place in their house. In Acts, 6, in Acts chapter 16, verse 14, a certain woman named Lydia, she was a seller of purple of the city of uh, Thyatira, which worshiped God and heard us, whose heart the Lord opened, that she attended unto the things which were spoken of Paul. In verse 15, and when she was baptized and her household, she besought us saying, if you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come into my house and abide there. And she constrained us. So she's like, hey, she got the Holy Ghost. Her household got the Holy, they were baptized. They got the Holy Ghost. And she said, hey, we want some Bible studies. We want to study. We want to learn more and know more about the Lord. Amen. In our house. And so we find in the New Testament that the disciples and the apostles continue to teach and to preach uh, from house to house. In Acts chapter 5, in verse 42, and daily in the temple and in every house they ceased not. That means they didn't stop teaching and preaching Jesus Christ. In Acts chapter 18, Paul departed from Athens and went to Corinth where he first testified to the Jews. But in verse number 6, when he... When they opposed themselves and blasphemed, he shook his raiment and said unto them, Your blood be upon your own heads, but I am clean. From henceforth I will go into the Gentiles. And he departed thence and entered into a certain man's house named Justice, one that worshipped God, whose house joined hard to the synagogue. And Crispus, the chief ruler of the synagogue, believed on the Lord with all of his house and many of the Corinthians believe, hearing believed and were baptized. Now, I think that's really cool that the man Justice, Bible says his house joined hard to the synagogue. Amen. There was something that his house was connected to the house of God. And what God has done for us, God has connected us to his house, the house of God. 
Amen. You may be in your home. You may be miles away tonight from the house of God, but you are connected to the body of Christ and to the house of God because you're baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. I am thankful that I am joined together with the house of the Lord. Amen. In Acts chapter 20, verse 17, and from, from Miletus, he sent to Ephesus and called the elders of the church. And when they were come to him, he said unto them, You know from the first day that I came into Asia, after what manner I have seen with you at all seasons. Verse 19, Serving the Lord with all humility of mind and with many tears and temptations which befell me by the lying in wait of the Jews. And how I kept back nothing that was profitable unto you, but have showed you and have taught you publicly and from house to house, testifying both to the Jews and also to the Greeks, repentance toward God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Again, disciples going from house to house, teaching and preaching and believing and receiving of the Lord from house to house. In Acts 21 verse 8, Paul's company departed and went to Caesarea and entered into the house of Philip, the evangelist, which was one of the seven. Now, most evangelists in this day and age travel from you know church to church. It was interesting that in that day there was Philip that was an he was an evangelist, but everyone went to his house where he evangelized. That what a concept for an evangelist to have people come to his house to evangelize in his own home. That I think evangelists today would like that instead of saying staying in motorhomes and fifth wheels and whatnot. But uh, that must have been pretty cool for the house of Philip, the evangelist. In Romans 16 and 3, uh, we read, Greet Priscilla and Aquila, my helpers in Christ Jesus, who have for my life laid down their own necks, unto whom not only I give thanks, but also, this is Paul writing again, he's thanking Priscilla and Aquila, he's he's giving them a tremendous compliment and how they have gone out, uh, they have risked their own neck, they have uh, to, to, to support the church. He says, likewise, greet the church that is in their house. So the house Though the church in Rome, in the city of Rome, was meeting in the house of Priscilla and Aquila. In Colossians 4.15, uh, Paul writing, he said, Salute the brethren, the church which are in Laodicea and uh, Nymphos, and the church which is in his house. So it was in his in, in Nymphos' house. The church of um, Laodicea was actually in a house is where they were meeting. In uh, Philemon 1 and 2, Paul writing again, and to our beloved Aphia and Archippus, our fellow soldier, and to the church in thy house. So Paul writing letters to the churches that were meeting in houses. Amen. So the God's church began meeting from house to house. In 1 Corinthians in chapter 1, verse number 10, Paul writing again, Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing, and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly joined. There it is again, the word joined, just as like one earlier, his house was joined with the church, that you may be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. And let me just interject here. It is absolutely imperative that our families, that our homes are joined together with the body of Christ that we are perfectly joined in the same mind, in the same judgment, 
Amen. That we are, we have a spirit of unity. We may be in different locations tonight listening to this, but we are still and need to remain perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment with the house of God. For it hath been, verse number 11, for it hath been declared unto me of you, my brethren, by them which are of the house of Chloe, that there are contentions among you. Now this I say, that every one of you saith, I am Paul, and I have Apollos, and I have Cephas, and I have Christ. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you, or were you baptized in the name of Paul? He's saying we are all baptized into one baptism. There's one Lord, there's one faith, there's one baptism. We are perfectly joined together in one Lord, one faith, one baptism. We may be in different locations, but we are still joined together. Amen. In Acts 28, Paul dwelt, verse number 30, Paul dwelt two whole years in his own hired house, the Bible says, and received all that came in unto him. So while Paul was in Rome for two years, amen, Paul rented a house, and that's where the church in Rome met for a while for two years in his own home. Amen. In Acts chapter 12, verse number 11, and when Peter was come to himself, he said, now, let me give you a little background on that. Peter has been in prison for preaching and from going to house to house, preaching and teaching the message, the gospel message of Jesus Christ. And so now he finds himself in prison and God sends an angel and he, you know, taps him on the side, wakes him up. And Peter thinks he's having a vision and he, the chains fall off and out walks Peter right out of the jail. And so verse number 11, when Peter was come to himself, he said, now I know of a surety that the Lord hath sent his angel and hath delivered me out of the hand of Herod and from all the expectation of the people of the Jews. And when he had considered the thing, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark, where many were gathered together praying. So here we find a church prayer meeting taking place in the house of Mary. And some of the best prayer meetings, by the way, I've ever been in have been in houses. Amen. And as Peter knocked at the door, this is the door, the house of Mary, of the gate, a damsel came to hearken named Rhoda. And when she knew Peter's voice, she opened not the gate for gladness, but ran in and told how Peter stood before the gate. And they said unto her, unto Rhoda, they said, Thou art mad, you must be crazy. But she constantly affirmed that it was even so. And then said they, It is his angel. But Peter continued knocking, and when they had opened the door and saw him, they were astonished. So here we find Peter in prison, and we have a church meeting, a church prayer meeting going on in the house of Mary. And God sends an angel at the request of their prayers, and the angel delivers Peter out of prison. Peter walks to the house. He goes to the prayer meeting, and they are so astonished they don't even open the door Rhoda's so Rhoda's excited she doesn't even open the door she goes back and to share the hey Peter's at the door and they're like I don't know I don't think so and uh, the point here is that prayer can bring God's miracle to your house and so I would invite you tonight whatever you have need of to pray God's blessing and miracle over your family, over your household. Amen. I, I believe that God wants to bring revival to our homes, to our household, to our family members. Amen.
a couple months ago, in, in closing, a couple months ago, about six, seven months ago, a friend of mine named Jim came to our church. He lives out of town, but he, he came uh, with his wife, came to our church on a Sunday morning, and he was going through a serious trial. He had several very close family members that um, were, were getting ready to pass, and, and he came and, and um, had never been in a Pentecostal apostolic church service in his life. He's a good man. He 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 believes in God and and uh, but not of our faith. And he came and visited our service. And he said that he and he came up and he got prayed for. We prayed over him. We felt the the Lord move. And and uh, he told me uh, recently that uh, thank. First off, he wanted to thank our church for praying for him. And he said that he experienced something when he came to the house of God that he had never experienced before. He said that as we were praying for him, he said something or someone, he felt something breathe on him. And he said that's the only way he could describe it. It was like something breathed on him. And he said he had never felt that before. And so what, what is amazing to what we know is the Holy Ghost was moving on him. Uh, what's amazing is that he has been a, an alcoholic for many, many years, and he, he says as far back as he can remember, he's he's drank and he's he's elderly now. He's older, and uh, but after feeling that, he he said he decided that at that point that he really felt that God was trying to had done something for him or was trying to lead him in a direction. And I'm praying God bring him to truth and 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 that God completely fills him with the Holy Ghost. Amen. But since that point in time. He has completely stopped drinking. And he said he stopped drinking on his own. And then he checked himself and says, no, I really felt that that was the power of God uh, breathing on me and helping me. And since then, uh, in the last six, seven months, uh, he's complete, completely stopped drinking. He's lost a lot of weight. He's, his health has drastically improved. And he attributes that to experiencing the breath of God moving on, in his life and on him. And I pray tonight that um, that we spend some and ask the church that you would spend some time, spend a few minutes tonight praying uh, in and over your household and that the breath of the Holy Ghost, that God would breathe the Holy Ghost right now where you're at and meet your whatever need that you have need of. I pray, I believe that if we'll pray in Jesus' name, that God will meet us right now where we are in our house, in our own homes, wherever we might be. I pray the Holy Ghost would right now come and breathe on each and every one here. So again, I would encourage the church family, um, wherever you might be, to spend a few minutes right now praying over your household, praying over your family, praying for one another, and praying the miracle of God would come to your house in the name of Jesus. God bless you. I love our church. I'm thankful for our church. I love and appreciate each one of you. And uh, we will...